set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing ATL from 2006, directed by Chris Robinson. So we're back with another trip to the skating rink, this time for the millennials, (laughs) um, with Chris Robinson's um, directorial debut, with ATL. We're also taking a trip from the Midwest down to the Dirty South, visiting Atlanta. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. And I feel like a little bit of my weird Ohio slash Georgian accent came out a little bit when I just said <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> oh, man. You have a yeah. I forgot. You're like um, you went to school in Georgia, but like South Georgia, right? Yep, Southwest Georgia. So revisiting this movie was a time. Um, it was it was a time. Why does it sound like so stressful? <laughs> <laughs> it brought back like so many memories. Yeah. Um. Around the time this, oh, I'm about to age myself. If y'all don't know, okay. If y'all haven't listened to this podcast and haven't figured, done your maths, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like around the time that this particular movie came out, this is when like my first time away from home, mm-hmm. and this is when I was in Georgia. So like this is like. This is it. Like yeah. this is like my first experience with like being away from home, all of the music, all of the cu- culture of being like in the South. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Oh, I love it. Like, of course, I have taken like trips to Atlanta, like with my grandparents as a kid. Like I've visited um um like the Olympic Park, like um Oh, yeah, the the Olympics. um, I forgot about that. Like, around the time, like, in 97, 96 and stuff. But, like, this is different because, like, I was, like, coming of age. And I'm like, yeah! (laughs) Like, this is, like, great. It's different when you you travel somewhere and when you're an adult versus a kid because you're just like, oh, fuck, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, okay, like, so this is, like, a moment for me. And I was like, okay, especially from the opening when they started playing Georgia. I uh, forgot about Chris. that song. <laughs> I forgot about all about that song. Oh man, isn't when did when did Ray come out? Because I feel like when Ray came out, they were going extra hard with that, and I was like, listen, we don't we don't have to. <laughs> Ray came out, I believe, in two thousand four. Yeah, and like. <sighs> That was another movie that I really enjoyed because, like, I love Ray Charles. Like, I don't know if y'all know this, but like, Ray Charles is one of my favorite musicians as a kid for some reason because he had like a Pepsi commercial. Like, you got the right one, baby, uh-huh, or something. And I love that commercial. I love Ray Charles. So if you put on Ray Charles when I was a kid, I would love it. So watching 
that movie Ray is like, oh, okay, I fucked with Ray Charles, of course. Yeah. Um, but when Georgia came out with Ludacris, and if you're of a certain age, you fuck with Ludacris before he became Chris Bridges, the actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back for the first time. <laughs> and um, Southern House. Like his first couple of hours, um, Chicken and Beer. Like his first couple albums were the shit. Like his skits, him being a radio host in Atlanta. It's, it's fucking ludicrous, y'all. Like it's ludicrous. So like when Georgia dropped and they had the the second verse from Field Mob, which like <laughs> focused on like Albany, where I went to school, is like hell yeah. Like I love it. <laughs> this was like different for me because like. I think if you've listened to this, then you know that I lived in the South for up until like two years ago, I guess, or ooh, ooh, like a year and some change ago. My whole life was the South. I've never lived anywhere else before 2021. <laughs> and so this is more of like, oh, this feels like high school again. Because <laughs> I was probably either a junior I was a junior but I was probably either a junior going on senior I was a sophomore going on a junior I can't remember depending on what time of year this movie came out so a lot of this was like oh shit remember this song (laughs) remember (laughs) I used to play this and and stuff like that and just like because I never saw this movie in the theater which is weird I don't know what happened I don't know if I was really going to the movies that much when I got early like older in high school but this was like just a lot of like like high school nostalgia and I was just like looking at the clothes and shit and like I don't know what it is about Atlanta specifically but they love to do the the polo shirt with like the long short jean short these are men at least um, and then like some sort of Air Force one that matched the polo shirt in some sort of way. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they still do that <laughs> down there. Don't know what that's about, but I was looking at some of the fashion and I was like, yeah, that's a, that's that's accurate. <laughs> that's quite accurate. So it was very nice to see. I um I like this movie probably more than Roll Bounce for sure. Um, just because it feels a little bit more realistic, I think maybe because it's like at the time it was contemporary, you know, mm-hmm. like it was the music that we were listening to around that time. Um, it was like people that we like liked, you know. I mean, I like the people that were in Roll Bounce, but for some reason, like I feel like I gravitate more towards ATL. Like if you put the two in front of me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll watch ATL. Like I watch it on TV all the time, so. I don't know. It was a nice like splash of nostalgia um, that I think I I missed, and I was like, "Oh, home! <laughs> I miss home. <laughs> I, miss, I miss the South so much." And you know, Waffle Houses around here. <laughs> Ooh, child! When that Waffle House appeared, and I was like, "I need it! Like, yeah. I, I need, I need that! I need that Waffle House! Like, we don't have a good Waffle House up here." <laughs> we don't have any if, if a, a Waffle House exists somewhere here, I don't know where it is, and I do not trust it. 
<laughs> like I, there's no way I would eat the Waffle House here. <laughs> like it's no way. I'm actually trying to see if there is a Waffle House here before I say that. Mm, no, there aren't. Um, there is an IHOP that I went. Well, I didn't go to, but I like drove past her. I was like, oh shit, what is the, when did that come here? <laughs> I didn't know that was here. Um, but yeah, they don't have Waffle House out here, so I was just kind of like, which I wasn't like a huge waffle house person anyway but i was just like just seeing that i was like oh i'm home <laughs> waffle house and publics and things like that and i was like i'm home and now i'm like oh well not, even, not really but that's it was a nice thought <laughs> it was a nice thought i also thought it was very interesting how cast wise <laughs> it was very interesting to like note the similarities of popularity <laughs> between yeah. these two because um oh. bow wow so that was not bow wow's first movie um like roll bounce wasn't bow wow's first movie but this was like pretty much everybody's first movie like atl was a lot of like a lot of the cast members in atl this was like their first time acting sometimes yes. which i thought was very interesting because i was like i could have sworn these people some of these people were on tv with the exception of one person, um, well, two people, I feel. There's like a few, cause like, I mean, obviously Keith David and then um, Jason Weaver. Yeah. And then I forget who plays the uncle, but he, that was the guy from Waiting to Exhale. <laughs> and- Drag me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and Forrest Gump, Bubba. Uh, oh yeah. Bubba. And then um, what's her name from, um, oh, I always forget her name. Um. The mom, the twins' mom, Tasha. Tasha. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was. I almost want to call her Tasha Mac. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> don't know what that's about. But uh, yeah, those are like the most experienced people on the cast. Everybody else was like a newcomer. Mm-hmm. But it was also interesting to see because I was like, "Wow, back in two thousand and six, I really liked Di." <laughs> And I think we, a lot of us did. And then to see sort of like, I was like, damn, I haven't heard this song in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And usually you would like, you would like revisit some of like, you know, like old music like that. But I was like, I don't revisit T.I.'s music at all. (laughs) That's very, it's very weird to say. I mean, I know why, but. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we have to talk about that. Like, Uh, yeah. Hi guys, it's Ashley. Brittany and I actually talked a lot about TI's behavior while recording this episode, and I'm cutting most of what we said down for time. Uh, This is a fairly long podcast as it is, and what we talked about was neither new or exclusive information. Uh, But to give a basic summary of what we talked about, uh, TI is a very talented rapper, and we both enjoyed him um, as young adults, but he's also loudly and proudly patriarchal and misogynistic. He's done some really shitty things to the women in his life under the guise of being a family man. You can easily find all of this from reputable news sources such as Essence and Vanity Fair, not The Shade Room. Please don't go in The Shade Room. Um, this is an ongoing problem with him, and it's not something that we wanted to gloss over, but for time's sake, I've cut this down to the bare bones facts, which is T.I. has hurt a lot of the women in his life, uh, doesn't seem to have any remorse about it, and probably will continue to as long as he's allowed to. All right. Despite all of that, I still like this movie. 
I don't think he's that bad in this movie, honestly, for it to be his first time. I mean, it's definitely sometimes I'm like, ah, T.I., are you acting? <laughs> or is this like you on like, like am I getting a glimpse of you? <laughs> yeah, it's um, like, okay, this is. Yeah, I can definitely see you once you got into a fight with somebody. This is exactly how it would go. <laughs> um, but yeah, the rest of the cast is pretty great. <laughs> Um, Brittany's laughing. I don't know. Yeah, why. I wore my special hair <laughs> for the next time. Oh, gosh, she's very proud of her her mullet that she's yeah. fashioned. Um, <laughs> she's shaking it around. <laughs> she's feeling herself today. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the group. I love his like crew. I forget what they call the ones. Wasn't really sure what that was about. <laughs> for because they the one. All right, just like new news got the new new shit. Uh huh. She got that new new shit. <laughs> Bless her. I did okay. So his crew is um. There's like it's four of them, right? It's like Rashad, um, mm-hmm. Esquire, who is a private school kid, um, and there is Teddy, played by the legendary Jason Weaver. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who is also who forty-eight old, years old? Too old to be there. Yes, old Jason Weaver is actually older than all of them. Yes, <laughs> in real life. yes, he was like twenty-seven. Yeah, but he's—I don't know. I mean, I don't think. I mean, his character is actually supposed to be like twenty-one, older than everybody. Yeah, like, it was like you should have graduated like four years ago. <laughs> he's like, I'm he's trying. like, yeah, no, wait, no, your mom would have graduated. <laughs> he's like, I'm trying out here. <laughs> I loved him though. Um, and then there's also Brooklyn, which his name is so ridiculous. His name is Brooklyn Bridges. Mm-hmm. And he is from New York. Yeah, he is having trouble adjusting. I don't know how long he's been down there, but he's still having trouble adjusting to pretty much all of the South, <laughs> including the heat and how people talk. Um and then they have uh, Rashad's little brother, Anton, a.k.a. Ant, a.k.a. Mr. Ashley Simpson. Yes, <laughs> you know. Evan Ross. Son of the legendary. Yes. Boss. The boss. Diana Ross. Yes. I didn't know you Evan know, Ross was that young. Yeah, he's like. He's like a year before me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always laugh because I know if Davila listens to this, she's going to be like, what the heck? <laughs> we always make fun of her. I don't know why. I, she she is a, a Diana Ross stan. So every time we talk about mm-hmm. Evan, she's like, shut up. <laughs> and we cannot talk about Evan Without, at all. Yeah, not with Davilin. But it is funny that he's married to Ashley Simpson. I don't know why that makes me laugh. I mean, they've been together a really long time. Yeah, is I'm sorry. Like, you can have a birthday party and, like, <laughs> Diana Ross and Patrick Stump can show up. That's weird. Like, I'm sorry. I really want to like, know how they met. I've never heard them talk about each other at all. But I also have never gone out and, like, looked for any of their relationship stuff because I don't care <laughs> yeah it's just like oh I saw one day you just scroll in there you see a picture and it's just like that's fucking weird but like we'll keep throwing like scrolling like okay so they had a reality show together in 2018 called Ashley plus Evan it had six episodes 
That's six too many, but okay. <laughs> I actually, okay. Ashley Simpson, you had one of the best reality shows on MTV back in the day. Um, was it called Pieces of Me? No, I, what was it? I thought it was just the Ashley Simpson show. I forget. Oh. I can't remember, but it was, it came on like after her sister had her reality show and she looked like the cool, like punky sister. And, you know, Ashley looks like, or not, sorry, Ashley, um, her old sister looked like Barbie. <laughs> and so everybody was like, oh, shit, we love Ashley. And then, you know, <laughs> it was very interesting, uh, contrast between her and Jessica, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Evan. I don't know. I guess he has a he has a group with her too. Okay. The, he, okay, bro. They had an extended play called Ashley plus Evan. Nope. Oh, it was like to promote their reality show too. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know what this sounds like. I wonder if it's on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna remain a mystery. <laughs> I would like to know. Um, and then we have um, Lauren London. Which mm-hmm. I did not know this was her first movie or first mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. I thought she was on TV. Mm-hmm. So she just came out of nowhere. Yep. Oh, I she guess she used to be out. a she used to be in music videos. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know what videos she has been in. Um, but I guess she was in oh, she was in she was in fronting. Yeah, she was the girl that Pharrell was talking to. Like she was like the main girl in front. I thought there was a dark skin girl. It was. It was too. It was her and the other girl. Okay, so I was always I always thought it was just the dark skin girl with the newsboy hat. Um mm-hmm. it was, yeah, she was like the I'm other not, feature. I'm not gonna lie, that song got on my nerves really, really quickly. So I, maybe that's what, I it's a good song where just like, oh, I don't want to hear this again. <laughs> Especially in that summer when like every song was a Neptune song. So I was like, oh I don't that's I feel fine. like that's like at least four summers. Yeah, that's why I was starting to have problems. <laughs> so, no, I, that might have been like 10 summers. Oh, we were so Until like half the I mean, pain, we didn't, and, then, and then white people were like, we're fucking sick. Let me tell and you. Then, they, you know, let me tell it you. It was over. Let me tell you, they played happy at the skating rink today. And that's why I was like, oh, oh might have to find a different rink. <laughs> might actually have to find a different rink. This might not be for me. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I don't remember that video very well. I just remember her, like the dark skinned girl, because she was so cute with her low ponytail. She was adorable. I do not remember Lauren at all. Um, she was also in a video for Tyrese, uh, Ludacris, and Snoop Dogg. Um, and then she came out on she made her television debut in an episode of Everybody Hates Chris, which I have not watched. So, um, and then the same year she came out with ATL. So I always thought she was just like like a Kyla Pratt of acting, you know, like, I was just like, maybe, maybe I had missed her, you know, in like the, the black television (laughs) cinematic universe or something. something. I had no idea this is her first movie. Um, And then I guess that's pretty much the main cast. I mean, there's the twins too. Um, Khadija and Malika play Vita and Star, which I think they've been acting along to, but I don't have a whole lot of information about them. But that's basically it rounds out like the main cast and there's like cameos from other Atlanta artists like Bone Crusher and um and Big Gip and Killer Mike, Jesse Faye, T Boz, 
Monica. Monica almost cussed him out. Gunica. <laughs> cussed him out at the Waffle I don't think I caught T-Boz in this one, but I know she executive produced this along with Dallas Austin, which, I mean, if you know about music, you pretty much have heard a Dallas Austin something in your life. Um, he is important to music. Yeah. Um, I don't understand, though. So when I was looking up stuff about this movie, T-Boss said that New New was based off of her. Yeah. But I don't know what parts she was talking about. <laughs> so in researching this, like looking up a couple things, like for like to Wikipedia, like this, the concept of this movie was sort like came to fruition from Dallas Austin and T-Boss. And the story was written by Ant, like conceptualized by like Antoine Fisher. Which, if you don't know who Antoine Fisher is, um, he is like there's a whole movie about his life. Oh, is that Antoine really Fisher. what that was? I always yeah, thought that was a coincidence. I thought that was a coincidence. No, that's who that is. I thought that was a coincidence. <laughs> no, that's who that is. That's I... Antoine Fisher. That's the Antoine Fisher. Oh, I. I really thought until this very moment that I was like, well, how is that possible that you made? (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny. That's sad. I just never. So yeah, he like wrote, like he was a co-writer on the story. Uh, Oh, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. but I learned something else this episode. Wow. Just learning things. He's also from Cleveland. Learning things all over the place in these last couple episodes, having having a time. Um, yeah, I I mean, I thought it was cool that they got a music video director to direct the film. I think it went well because sometimes I, like doesn't go that well with music video directors. But I think it worked better because I was looking at the the videos that Chris Robinson directed and those are the videos that kind of tell a story yeah. so like he directed O3 Body and Clyde with J and B he oh. also did um <laughs> he the one that helped give um most of bubble guts and you don't know my name oh god he also did which... uh, Fallen he also did Fallen which is a great music video yeah um, like with an actual story more like that. of a story yeah we need to ask him about that what was it chocolate hot chocolate and what collard greens that's what i thought and i was just like who why would you do that to yourself <laughs> to anybody yams like just get a no don't even get a coffee like what do you i know it's cold outside but shit <laughs> he also directed like so anxious and passive Cavazier part two and, and I know what you want yes yeah um in those jeans and mandy morris like candy video so he got some pop built like pop videos under his belt too oh you gets no love the faith evan song I love that. Like her a whole, I don't know. It was very like saturated. We were having fun in the early 2000s. I don't know. Everybody went all, let's suck the color out of everything. Um, I don't even remember all of 03 Bonnie and Clyde, to be honest. I actually kind of hate that song. <laughs> we're going to find out a lot of songs that I don't actually like. <laughs> I love that. I love that song mostly because of the video. Like I just remember something was on Beyonce in the car. Like she pulls up in the car and it's like this shot and I'm like, yes. Maybe I'll she has on like the Yankees hat 
And she's oh, like in the car. And I'm like, hot yeah. in, those, in those fucking Timbaland boots. Yes. Like that is like the moment. Like for Was she wearing a Drazy dress? Was she wearing a Drazy dress? She was wearing like a two piece. Okay. I think. Okay. It's been a minute. Since I, I think I might be confusing that. when she was on TRL with him. And she was definitely wearing that hat. And, <laughs> and this is when they were not dating, but act, they, yeah, they were dating. Because they didn't officially date, date until she, until Jay was like, I got the hottest chick in the gang wearing my chain. What song was that video. one? I forgot what song was that. I forgot. It was so weird too because he was making so many references to Jesse Child. Ruby said, I'll get your independent ass out of here question. And I was like, Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, he was very disrespectful. And I was like, Jesse Child. And I was like, Sir. <laughs> and then I never realized how old he was. Yeah. <laughs> and had I known when I was like, you know, 13, 14, I'd be like, Excuse me, that's weird. <laughs> that's a little bit weird. But yeah, I think um, I think Chris Robinson did a really good job. Now I'm looking at all these videos that he's done. Um, oh God, another one, "Beautiful" by Snoop Dogg. Another one I don't. <laughs> I hate it. You're my favorite. Oh, terrible. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of these are really. I mean, these are pretty much like standard like videos that I would have watched. Um. I just think he does a good job. Like, I think he's less about aesthetics and like more about like a like you said, like an actual story, which helps because you know, a three minute feature is a little uh different than making like what like an hour and a half, almost two hour movie or something over two hours. Mm -hmm. Forget how long this movie is. Um, and I really um, yeah, I think this is a really good choice for them because it's like music, but it doesn't feel like a music video too much you know but it has fun like camera angles and things that you probably like your maybe your average film director wouldn't try on their own there are elements that are very much like you're watching a mu music video yeah. in the film and those are like my favorite parts of the movie yeah. like there are parts in the the beginning of the movie where they're like introducing like all your characters so like you know who you're meeting yeah. like It'll be like you're meeting like Ant, and then his name will appear on screen. And then they'll have a shot where you're just looking at some roller skates spinning. And it's like, this is interesting for me as a viewer. And I'm like, this is fun. Like, this is setting up the speed of the film that I'm about to watch. And you're listening to the music, and it's like, okay, I'm about to have a good time. So, yeah. And also, it was just like interesting. It also ties into like Rashad's whole thing because Rashad is uh, an artist who wants to be like a comic, uh, like a newspaper comic artist. Um, so it kind of works with like how he might do that in his like actual artwork and stuff. So I think that kind of is fun. Um, and like how they introduced the skaters too, I thought was really well done. Um, we actually have like girl skaters <laughs> here. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a little different from roll bounce. Um, I also would say too, a lot of the characters here get a little bit more character development than they did in roll bounce. <laughs> Not too much, but it's a lot better than you know having Journey Smollett just kind of chill there. 
And yeah, they get a little sprinkle. Be really um, clumsy until she's like debraced, <laughs> and all of a sudden she's she's a uh, kiss me under the light, you know. Yeah, she's all Laney Boggs, <laughs> sans glasses. So <laughs> I thought that was, um, yeah, I think the, I think the whole, the way they, they set up everything was really good. But basically, I think what you said, what, did we talk about the plot? A little bit. Okay. Like so the setup. Basically, the plot is, um, you have the ones, the crew, um, they're all kind of hitting the last semester of high school um, and they all have their own kind of particular dreams and things they want to do, but you're kind of in that weird spot between kind of wanting to do like follow your dreams and also like being held down by your neighborhood a little bit. And then um, also having like familial duties in some aspects. Um, so they're just all kind of trying to, to figure out those last like steps um, before they cross the stage. Um, and you also have, <laughs> oh, new, new, um, <laughs> you also have some sort of like romance between Rashad and new, new, and you kind of figure out that she's got her own individual dreams, but underneath that is some lies, <laughs> deceit, um, and other things. And there's like a lot that happens. I mean, aunt wants to be a baller, shot caller. You know, that kind of thing. And he kind of takes the wrong path um, completely. <laughs> and there's a lot of like little tie-ins, uh, little like side stories and things like that. But basically, you're just kind of watching these kids kind of grow up um, in their last few months of their senior year, um, for most of them, not aunt, and seeing how they kind of get to that spot. Um, and if they do achieve those dreams or not, or are they just going to kind of be, I don't know, I don't want to say statistics, but <laughs> it's almost what it seemed like it was going to be, like, you don't want to be a statistic. <laughs> yeah, it was leaning toward, like, you don't want to get caught up in your neighborhood and be trapped yeah. here forever. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, because, like, at, at most points, it makes it, you know, it doesn't make it seem like a bad place. You know, it doesn't seem like, oh, there's danger at every turn. You know, it just seems like a place that people, it's like a place like any other place if you're good and you're bad and stuff like that. But then some of the stuff they would say, I'm like, damn, is it that bad? <laughs> is it that bad? You just going to move up the road to somewhere else? Mm. Like, is all of Atlanta that bad or not? Or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it feels weird because I was like, where are you going? Like, you're going to leave Atlanta, but like where? Because I the problem with where they want to leave is that the other side that's presented is like very very white <laughs> and if you know anything about Atlanta and Georgia in general is that once you step outside of like the city limits girl <laughs> it's it is so white and confederate <laughs> and even in the movie they show parts of it I'm like god damn that's a long a lot of confederate imagery a lot mm. of confederate imagery i don't think i caught that the first uh 100 times i watched it. <laughs> i mean that is southern culture it is southern culture but it's especially heightened in atlanta because it's funny about atlanta yeah. that everybody talks about atlanta is that it's like this fucking like 
I don't know what the right metaphor for it is, but like, I don't want to, T.I. called it Wakanda, <laughs> which is very interesting considering if you drive out, like, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, you can go to a Confederate monument. That's what the fuck Stone Mountain is. Yeah, I mean, and when I say Southern culture, I don't mean like it's all Southern culture, but it's heavy, heavy in Georgia. It's like heavy. where I went to school, like in the mall, there was like a Southern heritage store. And by what I mean, a Southern heritage store, it was just literally just like army fatigues and Confederate flags. And that was like in the mall. Yeah. Like yeah. in the mall, like by the dealer. So <laughs> I feel like Texas has not buried it in a way, but sometimes you just like don't notice it as much. Like I feel like I notice it way more when I'm back on the East Coast. I'm like, oh goddamn. <laughs> so like for me, the first time I saw like a Confederate flag, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but then after a while, you'd be like, of course, it's just, yeah, this is what it is. So. It's just what it is. I think people's like understanding of Atlanta, if you're not from there, it's just kind of like, like it's just the, the rich people's, I don't know, like black, what do they call it? Like black Hollywood, basically. Like, it's just like all these rich black people. I'm like, there's plenty of people who are not rich out there and they make the city go around. Like they run, yeah. like they make the city function. Like you think just like some fucking millionaires out there. <laughs> making sure shit shakes every day make sure shit don't get shut down whatever that's not the, that's not the case like that's very inaccurate so I just find people's understanding of Atlanta is kind of skewed nowadays I don't know if Real Housewives was a thing when this movie came out but I feel like that's like a that's an issue <laughs> That's a very issue. It's not like a magical place. It's like like the the magical place for magical rich Negroes. Like <laughs> it's a real place with real people and real problems. And I think for the most part, this this movie does a good job of portraying that accurately. But also, like, I need y'all to understand. <laughs> it's not all sunshine and rainbows, and you know, pro blackness. There's a lot going on down there that would shock the shit out of you. So yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that happens in the opening. They're talking about growing up quick in Atlanta and and how it kind of shapes and molds you. And then you show a Confederate flag and I was like, God damn. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, one of those. So yeah, this is set in a neighborhood called Mechanicsville, which is like just south of like downtown. Um to me, it seems like an ordinary neighborhood. I don't know if you would call this the hood, like you would call College Park the hood or what have you. Um, but I just thought I was like, oh, this is just like a normal ass. When they talk about it, they make it sound like it's like the, like, especially Esquire. He makes it sound like it's the worst fucking place on earth. Like he lives in a tenement building. <laughs> yeah. Like, like. I, I have no idea. So, like, if you live in the area, let us know. <laughs> like, because my concept of Atlanta is very skewed. Because mm -hmm. I, every time I visited the area, like, where I go is where I be at. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I think one of the first things I took notes about was the school. 
<laughs> that they go oh. to, girl. <laughs> so they all, except for Esquire, Esquire goes to private school, like I said, because he wants to go to the, uh, the Ivy League. Um, but he don't know how you're going to pay for it. So he goes to school somewhere else. And the rest of them go to this, like, local high school, which they don't even have air conditioning in some of the classes. They said that air conditioning is only for honor students. That made me so angry. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what? Like, Why the teacher you... was like, Aunt yeah. was trying to, like, say, it's hot as fuck in this classroom. Please turn the AC on. Yeah, he got to figure out like. <laughs> The teacher was like, AC is only for honor students. And I was like, that's not right. Not fair. Y'all in the same building. You're sitting, and Ann pointed it out, but like, Ann was like, you ain't an honor student either. You in this bitch too with us. Um, Sweating like, it out in church. <laughs> why would you, as an educator, like, why would you make any of your students suffer all day? Also, you don't pay the school bills. So, like, why not turn fucking AC on? Exactly. Like, I don't pay the city fucking shit. Like, <laughs> like is it like a home. the AC not working? Or are you just purposely punishing your students? And as a Black educator, why would you do that to Black students? Especially in a Black school. As long mm-hmm. as you're, you know, singling out the couple Black kids in the white school. This is a school. Like, I don't think I saw one white child or non-Black person. There probably was some in the crowd filling it out <laughs> in some areas. I was like, I don't see nobody that's not of color and is not Black. So, it's, and I know it's, it looked hot. I, I, I know it's hot. It's hot as fuck in there. Yeah. I, I personally know how fucking hot it is <laughs> in Atlanta. I know. I know. Oh, and I cannot imagine what it would be like girl, without AC. I don't know why you would do that to them kids. I mean, he got, I think part of this this scene is to like show how Aunt got a big ass mouth um, because he was like, well, damn bitch, you ain't in college classes either. So you right down here with us in hell, girl. Time to cut on the AC. And I think, did mm-hmm. he get sent to the principal's office? I forget. Yep. <laughs> he got suspended for talking shit. <laughs> Of course. I was like, damn, you almost out. You're almost done with this. With at least not for school permanently, but at least for like the year. <laughs> like summer's almost here. Keep it cute for like a good two more months and you will be free to go. But mm. he just had to talk some shit. Um, I also love the grill montage. Me too. Love that. Um, Teddy makes grills at a local shop. Um, which they actually kind of show you. I forget if there's a cameo here. Um, there's one later with Big Gip. Um, but uh yeah, he's he's not very responsible. Like, <laughs> Left that mold in that man's lap. Like, all right, you got like, it. All right, I'm out. I gotta go. You got and it though. Like, <laughs> you letting an unlicensed um teenager, an uh, unlicensed late teenager just put some shit in your mouth people on looking at people on Instagram <laughs> on the TikToks you just letting people just shine up your teeth for free please stop getting dental work please stop getting dental work from people who are not licensed uh, that's all I have to say I know it's expensive out here but it's more expensive if you fuck up your teeth let me just tell yeah. you your teeth matter they are a part of your skeletal system <laughs> you're fucking up your bones <laughs> Please don't fuck up your bones, okay? <laughs> like, 
just let Teddy get some kind of certificate to say, yes, I washed my hands before, like, you let him do a motor your mouth. Yeah, let's get a safety, <laughs> like, a safety check kind of thing, like the ones they make you do at, like, um, at cosmetology school or whatever. Just, like, let's make sure you got your, you know, your sanitization. <laughs> and for y'all. He was wearing you, gloves. I will say that. That's good. Yeah. And if you let people shine up your teeth, for two fifty and a fish sandwich, <laughs> make sure they got some kind of certificate that say I wash my hands, <laughs> even if it's print on some kind of you know hand stationery that you get at like Walmart. Okay, like just just let it be there in the cheapest frame you can find. <laughs> you know, just let it be there. Yeah, don't do let them don't let them do that. Esquire works at the golf course. He works at Country Club, actually. Um, I guess he's a golf caddy, but he's also hustling the rich white kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and I kind of just show they're like individualized. I think is this when is this when Brooklyn gets fired? I think this is before Brooklyn gets fired. Brooklyn can't keep a job <laughs> for no. whatever reason. He cannot keep. He's not a deadbeat. He's not a bad guy. He just got some anger issues. Yeah, he be fighting people. (laughs) He's fighting that man. (laughs) He's fighting that pizza man. Um, Also, I forgot we should go back and say that um, Teddy answered the phone. No, when they were at the, 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 um, this is when they were at the country club because they go pick up Esquire to go to Waffle House. And it's like all these white guys and then these white girls who were like, oh, hi, who are you? And I was like, oh, is there about to be trouble? I forget <laughs> in this scene. And Teddy talks about giving her, gives this girl his number, talking about something. If a lady answers the phone, that's my mama. <laughs> She's mm. staying with me. And I was like, sir. I mean, sir. His mama is his roommate. <laughs> He's 45 years old. He's about 20 years old. He's about his mama's roommate. (laughs) He is like, I think he's 21 officially, which I was like, sir, get your DED and just make a shake (laughs) at this point. Yeah, yeah, bruh. You're already working like you work. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying not to be judgmental, but like, (laughs) if... Was she gonna do it anyway? You could not if I if I did not have to be in high school past eighteen because yeah I would not be in that bitch. I, I would it. be. I was out in at sixteen years old. I was out living my life, getting my lunch at the Taco Bell, <laughs> and going down to the community college. <laughs> and I was only down at the community college because that I had to go to school. But like, if I was older. It's no way I would go back to high school on purpose. Like, yeah, maybe if I had the option to just get a GD. Well, maybe because he's a loser. On my own. Maybe he's a loser. <laughs> like, I would just be like, I'm, I'm just gonna finish this up on my own. Yeah, because like, I'd understand my friends are there, but like, I could also just hang out with my friends later and just like work independently. Like, I could make more. I could make money making grills and like. Yeah, hang out and get my G. Like I could finish that up and then just make well, some people. Some people just like hanging out. Where just where, yeah. where the party at? You know, you can't figure that out if you're at the at the job all day. Yeah, learn information secondhand. That's not fun. 
Mm. <laughs> um, so they all end up at the Waffle House. We see uh, Monica, who is serving them uh, attitude. <laughs> and Brooklyn. Wait, I got a question. Yes. I'm sorry to derail, but like, <laughs> Monica as a Waffle House waitress, like, would you want her to be a Waffle House waitress? So I never knew that Monica was about that life until I got on Twitter. I didn't know that she was out here like that. <laughs> I didn't know she was out here with the gun in the bed with her and stuff like that. I didn't know we were living that kind of life. I mean, our Waffle House attendants, like, are we waitresses and, and the like? They're not really known for like courteousness, are they? Like, you just go and you're just like here. Like, I feel yeah, like I mean, fit. I feel like she she delivered on that aspect because she was like, "Yo, just take this shit, please." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Monica would be the perfect Waffle House waitress. Like, if she fuck up my order, it would just be like on you. Like, you just don't. Thank okay. you. I'm eating this. Yes. Um, okay. I won't say anything else. <laughs> Thanks, Monica. I appreciate this. I know I got food allergies, but I'm gonna eat this. <laughs> Remember that uh, from the verses when she they cut on uh, down for my niggas. <laughs> For C murder, she mm. started strutting, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's man. down for that man for life, bro. Oh, he's gonna be in jail for life. So I don't know mm-hmm. what to tell you. <laughs> Seems like a waste of time for you, a woman that's still young. <laughs> she's only like 40. that's her man. She gonna stick beside him. Oh, it doesn't have to be this way, especially since and that's her man. That's her man. That is why. Yeah, I think he's been in jail since that song came out. So I don't. I think he. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Man, been in jail since I was a child. He's been in jail since I was a child. Yeah, it's not. (sighs) I don't know what's going on with that case, but uh, yeah, I didn't know she was. I didn't know that was her thing. I don't think I knew anything about that. even when So Gone came out, I don't think I realized that she was like, I mean, she said, I kicked down the door and smack your chick, and I just went over my head. Like, I don't oh, know. No, she will <laughs> kick down the door and smack your chick. Yeah. Did not Monica realize. Not it. Yeah. That was a great song. <laughs> and we also have uh, Nunu and the twins that come in, Vita and Star, which they don't, the guys don't seem to like Nunu all that much. I don't really know why. Cause she ghetto. <laughs> Y'all all in the ghetto. That's the reason. She, like I guess because she's she ghetto. I guess because she's, she's extra. Wow. She's extra with it. Well, Vita Don't bring Star. that shit over here. Don't bring your ghetto ass over here. It is kind of funny listening to Lauren London because I didn't realize she was from LA. Then now listening to it, and I'm like, yeah, that that's what an LA person would. That's <laughs> what an LA person would think. <laughs> When she said, "My head is not that big." <laughs> like I don't, I did not understand any of her accent. Like oh. I was like, "Okay, Nunu, Rashad." Yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> Attempts were made. I mean, it, make, it fits with our character, but also it it's does. funny. But it's also funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody knows where Nunu goes to school. Nobody ever sees her. Basically, outside of like after school things. She's a mystery. That's why they're well. That's why Rashad is a little bit intrigued by her a little bit. She's very pretty. I understand. I get it. Esquire is the one that's really like I'm tired of her and her shit. <laughs> the rest of them are like because 
GQ, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Scar is like, oh, <laughs> don't like that. Don't bring that shit over here. Yeah, and then we have the scenes at Cascade. Love. They make it sound like it's the hottest club in town. Mm-hmm. Like Sunday nights are lit. Yeah. Every Sunday night. I like a cascade. I like what he says about it. He's just basically like, I mean, he would never ever use these words in real life. <laughs> but he basically calls it like their safe space because it's just like it don't matter what you got going on outside of cascade like if your girl left you if you broke or whatever like once you're here it just all kind of goes away and you could just like skate and like have a good time and i really like that um this movie is a lot less skating than roll bounces mm-hmm. <laughs> um i guess i saw a review that was just like why didn't they show some of these big skating moments and um it just doesn't seem to really be that much about it. I mean, it's like something like Rashad likes to do a lot, but like it's not like they're it's not like their daily thing. It's not like they're trying to win. I mean, they they have a competition they're trying to win. I forget what it's called, like Monster Skate, something skateboards or something like that. But um, it's not like the focus of the movie, like World Bounce was, with they're like practicing and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like. Another side, 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 plot. Side, 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 plot. Side, side, X, five, plot. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I remember it being more like roller skating focused, but it's not. Um, and you can just see a lot of the skaters and stuff. And, you know, Jazzy Faye is the DJ. I forget. There's some line I copied down talking about fine Georgia peaches and wet paint. <laughs> it's like, is that about the girls and like the cars? I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that line was about. And he said, Rashad has been here for like everything. Like Cascade has been there for like I don't know. It's just been like the place. Like he's grown up here basically because he talks about he's got his first fist fight here and his first kiss. I was like, that sounds about right for the skating rink. I think, mm. but you know. Sometimes the rink was like the club before you get into the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's just, it's been like his, like, I don't know, his like touchstone for his life. Um, and we also see Tay Heckard. I forgot that she was in this movie. I didn't forget, but I forgot yes. to name her earlier. She is so pretty. For those who don't know, Tay Heckard is a video vixen. Like yeah. she's one of the top video vixens in my opinion i you just notice her like so there's some so brie who we had on the show she's like a video video vixen encyclopedia <laughs> and um she knows all of them i've watched some of like her videos talking about some of them but i don't like tay Eckert, i don't know why but i always just like recognize her from a lot of things i specifically recognize her from the i know what you want video with buster Rhymes and um Mariah Carey and I don't know if this which was, like, was directed by Chris Robinson. yeah so I guess that's how I don't know if he like keeps a Rolodex <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I don't know how I mean I don't think this might be her first like film role I don't know um she plays Rashad's ex Tanya and she's very much like you're gonna no she was like i don't want you to be with nobody else boss i don't want to really boot you <laughs> yeah their relationship was their non 
relationship relationship was weird. Yeah. Cause she was like, no, you're my man. And <laughs> but she'd be surrounded like, by men. I am not your man. While she's surrounded by men. Mm-hmm. And there's a one scene where he see where Ta- well, Tanya, sorry, sees Rashad and Nunu at a party, and like this, the lighting goes green because she's like jealous and stuff. And I was like, oh, that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. I didn't really because it almost makes it seem like she's like in a music video, like almost. I mean, I would say belly, but like pretty close, maybe. It's it's better than belly. Like, <sighs> if any of y'all have actually watched Belly past all the cute lighting and stuff i want you to get back to me and let you know how you feel about the, the video or about the movie i like the inclusion of tay i don't know why i mean it just feels music video-esque you know mm-hmm. um and they go through some of the teams that are there i think they were called the dolo girls i can't remember yes the dolo girls <laughs> um the preps the ones which is rashad's crew the d boys he said somebody's always dying from their crew and they're just like them franchise boys they are i would not be surprised if a member or two had not slept in there (laughs) i think they're all wearing black tall tees tall Uh and i think they had like money spray painted on them in shorts why who decided that like a t-shirt needed to reach your knees possibly your ankles I don't know, but I appreciated it. Like, <laughs> we weren't allowed to like, wear them I mean, in my school. <laughs> that's just what it is. They, like, they it banned them shits. Five dollars. They were little nightgowns, they and were. it was fine. They banned them shits in my school quick in a hurry. <laughs> they said, "Do not bring that gang shit up here." <laughs> I was like, "Is it gang shit?" I don't. It's a very long, ridiculous T-shirt, but okay. That in the young Jeezy, um, no man. <laughs> snowman you, you could wear a little snowman attire you sure couldn't i Let's... forgot all about the snowman until oh right no no because they played the song thug motivation volume whatever the fuck 101 something that with manny fresh what is jeezy doing oh yeah he's married never mind <laughs> i was like mm-hmm. what's, what's he doing nowadays he's married um yeah and so they want to win skate wars, but uh, sorry, Esquire is apparently their weakest link. Yeah, not a good skater. Um, and then later on at school, Tanya's like, you know, coming up to him and to Rashad and talking to him and trying to be all flirty and talking about, do you want to give me a ride? My mom ain't home. <laughs> he said, your mom ain't never home. And I was like, damn. How many times did she use that line on people? That's not good. No, That's I was not like, good. oh, Tanya, baby, girl. Yeah, got her ass. I'm so- <laughs> I feel bad. I'm like, shit, girl. It don't have to be this way. It's just Rashad. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Um, and this is also when Brooklyn gets fired from the pizzeria. Come on, he needs a vacation. Yeah, I was like, you do. You about to be on summer break, also. You about to get your vacation. I guess when you're, yeah. you know, when you're a teen, the last few months, I was just be like, yeah, get the, me the fuck out of here. <laughs> especially, especially senior year, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> also, Ant, more Ant and his antics. Um, Talking to that lady who was getting her pizza, flirting with her. She comes oh. to her car. <laughs> 
aunt who like if you don't get your young ass uh, back, leave this grown ass lady alone. Maybe this is get like get your young ass back is this in like, that car. Is it like a product of his neighborhood or whatever? Because like nobody in his friend group is really balling like that. I mean, I know he's like one guy. One guy that he meets at like the pool, he realizes like is hustling or whatever. But like he don't really have anybody else who's like I mean I guess he sees people because he ends up seeing Marcus who is played by Big Boy which I am also astounded that this is Big Boy's first role apparently mm-hmm. now this is an actor <laughs> I'm surprised he actually doesn't do more acting he dabbles what else has he been in I haven't he's seen. been in Idlewild which oh, came yeah. out in 2006. He also was in Who's Your Caddy, oh which God. I don't recommend. Brittany, why have um, you seen this movie? <laughs> why have you seen this movie? Please mind your business. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please respect my privacy and mind your business. Thank you. You the one who told us. You told us. Um, he was also <laughs> in Superfly. He was in what? And then, yeah. He was in the one. remake of Superfly. I remember he was on Law and Order SVU. And he got eaten by a he got eaten by a hyena. That's the episode. That was the episode where he was the man that was collecting all the wild animals. Right? Yeah, he was like a it was like an underground exotic animal ring, yeah. and like Sabler went to like go went undercover. Up, yeah, he went undercover. I don't know. I don't know how it turned into because it's it's about sexual assault <laughs> so i don't know how we got from that to underground animal things i just remember big boy got eaten by a hyena and i was like okay that's crazy well i guess big boy's been i guess in a lot more tv than i realized because he was in creep show a few years ago and um he was also on the mtv version of scream the scream tv show which i don't hmm. i don't know if i got that far i watched like a season and a half of that so um yeah he's usually played himself or he was also barry gordy in the bobby debarge story which did you watch that uh no 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 i don't think i knew that came out so i think he's a great actor though especially in this he's very charismatic he like makes mm-hmm. you like like him but also he's evil <laughs> so, very evil but very, very likable yeah easily like i you could see how a teen could get wrapped up in a drug game yeah, he drives a an Escalade, I think. He's got his his matching polo and <laughs> in shorts. It's uh, Air Force. Oh God, that's such an a dress of the times. Yeah, yeah. No, they still do it. So I don't know if it's of the times or just them <laughs> entirely. And Ant just being a little dick. He's talking about that's why you need a timing belt, bitch. And I was like, don't you the one sniffing around this lady and her pizza? She just want to go home. Cause this lady just want her pepperoni and mushroom pizza. Leave She's her to fuck her alone. Fucking business, exactly. Not being harassed by a little ass boy. <laughs> exactly. Leave me alone. Who talk a little bit like this? His <laughs> voice ain't even dry. He's still a child. Yeah. Was he supposed to be like sixteen? Maybe fifteen? 16? Yeah. You are a child. Yeah. Leave that grown lady alone. Ugh. <laughs> no. But you know what's funny is that he'd be trying to talk to girls in the in the in the school. Talking about, oh, can I holler at you? Yeah, talking about, can I holler at you? It's like, oh, well, you're doing it now. Okay, bye, bitch. (laughs) Just very early aughts disrespect. That was funny, though, because I was like, ooh, you know when you get roasted. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're like, well, fuck you then. Usually, like, when that happens, you'd be like, well, fuck you then, bitch. Like, like you weren't the one sitting yeah. around me. I was minding my business. Here you go. Talking yeah. some I shit. mean, no, brought back memories. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> raggedy. Um, the next scene is when they're all at the city pool. Um, which I think this made me think that they were on vacation already. I have, it could have been just like they June. Just, it almost reminded me like the Sandlot or whatever. Is that the word? Yeah. 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 Right? Well, they were oh, all them kids in the pool and they tried to scam the kids out. Uh, Lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, he wanted, what was her name? Wendy something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget what her name is. But that's what, I don't know why it just took me to that, but it was like one of them days where it was just like, oh, everybody's in the damn pool. And I was like, ugh. And I would like to mention, because I had never listened to this before, there's like a kind of like a radio broadcast or like, okay, everybody go keep it cool. You know, if you can't go, they talk about Lake Lanier. If you can't go to Lake Lanier, go to the pool. No. And I was like, mm-hmm. are you trying to get these kids killed? <laughs> no, I, I don't what? go to Lake Lanier. I was like, damn, you. <laughs> this would have been a different movie entirely. Somebody should make a horror movie about Lake Lanier. Um, they do. Let me say, where is it? Tell me what it's called. It's it on is, Tubi. Uh, <laughs> is it on Tubi? It is not on Tubi. <laughs> it is a short. Oh, it that's not, that's not enough. It's an anthology episode of Horror Noir. It's an episode about Lake Lanier. That's a dark sired ass like man. I'm gonna have to get into it because I would like to personally. I think it is about Lake Lanier, if I'm not mistaken. The Lady of the Lake? Yeah. Also, Nunu comes up to them looking very adorable. They're all in their little matching outfits and stuff. And she's talking about how Teddy is a terrible lover because he sucks at skating too fast. Um, and all that. She said you could tell by how a man skates about how good of a lover he is or whatever. <laughs> Just dumb teenage shit. And this is when Ant decides that he's going to get into drug dealing. Yeah. Let me tell you, we haven't mentioned this. They have a cleaning business. They clean offices and stuff. It's not glamorous, but they're getting paid. But he's just like, actually, just fuck all that. I would like money <laughs> now, and I want it as quick as possible. I have no idea what plans he had for this money. As a teenager, I'm assuming not anything substantial or long-term. Yeah. Sir, why do you want to be on the corner for real? So, yeah. So, aunt, not aunt. Um, well, Aunt and Rashad, mm-hmm. their father had a cleaning business. So technically, their uncle George, who reads like Black and Stack magazine, <laughs> what shit all day. That? <laughs> it goes on like he fills out dating applications and is looking for a wife, <laughs> little yeah. company. Oh, yeah. Um, is in charge of the business and they help him out after school. Um, and they yeah. clean like office buildings and churches and whatnot around Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, it's not glamorous. So I can see why a child would be like, actually, no, I see people driving very nice cars and um, all they're doing is selling drugs. I could do that. So I can mm-hmm. get that. But also like child, what's going on? Um, and um, I actually like this scene with the twins and they're trying to sell money out of their mother's bra and then takes them, she takes them to the 
to cascade in her trunk of their car because the doors don't work. <laughs> it makes you like, yeah, but his door don't work. <laughs> <laughs> They're just embarrassed. The twins and Nunu are known really for boosting. They steal stuff, they shoplift. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think at one point she's like, That better not be anything stolen because I don't recognize those clothes. So that's what the twins and which is when you find out about Nunu, you're just like, Girl, what are you doing? Are you actually stealing? <laughs> or like, but the mom, I'm sorry. Gail, Latasha, whatever mom's name is. Like, name is. you looking at your kid's stuff. She, like, you know, like, you can tell, like, you didn't give your child $40 for that fake bag. You also <laughs> didn't give your child $2,500 for the real bag. You know your kids ain't got no jobs. Like, how are your and not just one two bags so like the twins how are they getting it like you know she didn't seem to be very much she didn't seem to be very uh i don't want to say she's a bad mother but she didn't seem to be very attentive because <laughs> she just kind of wanted them to shut up and leave her alone <laughs> at one point and i'm i'm gonna be honest like Y'all, y'all successfully stealing bags. All right, don't get caught. <laughs> I mean, if they if they got out of the mall, like they will get caught eventually. But like, y'all got y'all successfully did it. Okay. <laughs> y'all so y'all stole two eggs. Y'all stole at the same two or the same thing too. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna encourage it, but I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> this is probably why I don't have kids. <laughs> Brittany as a mother. Yeah, I'm like, yes, I do. Brittany as Tasha. Yeah, I'm like, is that even her name? Too? Is that even her name? On no, this? it's like Gail or something. Gail. <laughs> yeah, the twins are very embarrassed um, about them. And, um, at this is at the scene too where the ones fall and are humiliated because you don't fall at the skating rink, which is like not even. I mean, I guess if you're a good skater, you don't fall, but everybody falls at the rink, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that was such a big deal. So I guess the next scene is when Esquire meets one John Garnett, and this actually becomes really the main plot of the movie after this. Why are you making that face? Don't make that face. Yeah. Once again, we're joined by screen legend. <laughs> Keith David. What is this, like our third movie, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't y'all love Keith David like I do? I mean, Keith David is an actor. He's an actor. He's a thespian. He's an actor. He's a voice actor. Yeah. That's probably one of the best Maybe. voice actors, probably. That's a that's a distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. He could just He's do that actor. forever. Yeah, he could do that forever, honestly. He wouldn't even mm-hmm. be in front of the screen they ain't anymore. Shit, but talk. No. Like, for real. He's scary and I don't like it. <laughs> was it pre ass to ass or was it like after when it when the when the trauma came? <laughs> it was it was just like it was. I was like, no, like 
I don't like like I don't like how forceful like he said that and I was like it was late at night I was young watching it and I was like I shouldn't have been watching this film and also like I didn't like I just didn't like the film and it was just too much happening and I was like I don't like this I wonder as as Darren Aronofsky like as a young film I don't know how many movies he had done before this but as a young filmmaker how do you ask uh, screen legend Keith David to say to chant along with a bunch of other randos <laughs> as to as 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 two drug addicted women <laughs> use a double ended dildo he, he's probably like we're going to create art today i feel like that's scene. all like all directors like we're, we're we're creating art people are going to talk about this art we're creating for years to come like if i was directing a film and whatever ideas I had, I was like, guess what, guys? We're creating art. <laughs> but anyways, back to Keith David. I don't know how we got so off track. Uh, this is about Keith David. And um, his character is named John Garnett. He is a businessman. I used to yeah, think he he's was a millionaire businessman. Playboy. <laughs> Playboy. Philanthropist, billionaire, Playboy. So he's Batman? Yes. Okay. I can see that. No, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, could he voice Batman? I think he could. He probably could. He voiced a gargoyle, so yeah, he probably could. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he was the gargoyle. He was the blue the main, one that the... everybody want to fuck. Oh, yeah, my God. Gargoyle. I wish I You know when they be making that gargoyle art? That everybody like, yeah, this gargoyle. Like, I I'm wish I'd never do gargoyles. that. <laughs> never. The one with the long hair? That was a little the blue one. Something? I don't know. I don't remember their names. I don't remember what they look like. Um, is that the one that you Goliath think? the gargoyle? Okay. <laughs> oh no. Is that the one with the long hair? I think so. That's the main one they used to talk to the cops. Oh yeah. Remember the cop? That's crazy. The the, the the television shows that we used to watch. Yeah, that gargoyle. The airman's like yeah, the big one. This. Yeah, the main gargoyle. The airman's like yeah, I'm trying He's to like purple. That's gross. <laughs> That's concerning and gross. Um, yeah, I didn't realize I was him. I don't remember much from that show, but um, so yeah, John Garnett, billionaire playboy philanthropist, possibly Batman. Um, Esquire like idolizes him because people don't know this, but John Garnett is from Mechanicsville. He does not let people know this at all. Um, and the first time he meets him is because John, John Garnett is in the country club having a bunch of drinks with a bunch of white men. And <laughs> the optics here were so like, I was like, ew, is this what you want to be in life, Esquire? Is this what you want to do? Um, he's like, I don't know, they give him a toast. Esquire delivers his like, whatever drink um to him and he's talking to him like oh nice to meet you blah blah and like the background like the painting behind him is like a confederate soldier in like a heroic pose like when he's toasting everything like the camera actually focuses in on the on the painting so it's not like an accident like they didn't just stick that there for show or it wasn't like accident like somebody forgot to take the picture down <laughs> when they were shooting so i was like that's a lot optically you rich black man talking about the white people and only white people there's not the black people in the thing yeah is this something you should idolize i don't know 
my answer is no, but. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Brittany? Tell me your, your thoughts, your T-H-O-T-S's. I, my thoughts kind of align with another character that expresses them later on in the film. Okay. When we get to that character, you got to let us know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so we have scenes of the swans cleaning off buildings. Um, why is Uncle George clipping his nails at somebody's desk? I mean, shit, you got to multitask sometimes when you're at work. You decided to wait till you got to work to clip those nails? I mean, sometimes you might be done cleaning early. Might as well do it. He was not done because they were still vacuuming and stuff and entering trash. Hey. I should also say it's uh McKelty Williamson. That's who spell or that's who plays Uncle George. Yes. Um, I think we missed the scene the first time. Yeah. Also in a final destination. The one I think with the NASCARs. And they have the big party at Big Booty Judy's house. It's Buffy a, the fucking body. I was gonna ask. This is Buffy, right? Yes. Is Buffy it's Buffy the body? So was she a video fixer, or was she just like? Yes, a, she was. Okay, or was she like a? I know she posed for like King at one point. Um, I'm trying to think of a video that she was in. Cause I actually she... don't know. I only know the fact that she's just got a big butt. One girl. This is okay. This is fucked. We actually almost got in trouble in school looking at pictures of Buffy the Body on the internet on the computers in the art room, and there was this girl here who was like, "Like her, that can't possibly be her real body. She's had plastic surgery." And we we're like, "No, that's her." It's <laughs> like I don't know about now, but um, that girl is she's built. Yeah, that's Buffy the Body. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was pre the the BBL explosion. (laughs) Like, unless she was like, oh, I'll I'll be the guinea pig for this or whatever. I don't think that's ever, no, I don't think that's ever been the thing. I guess she's a trainer now. Hmm. They produce training apparel and she has a, she has workout videos. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know a video she's been in. Oh, actually, sorry. Hold on. Oh, she was in Tony Ayo and Fifty Cent So Seductive, and she's also in King, Double XL, Black Men Magazine. Um, she was in Oh Yes, Joel Santana's song. Oh. Apparently, she only got paid for being in one of these magazines. Oh. Oh no, we don't do exposure. <laughs> what the hell? Why y'all do people dirty like that? Um, yeah, that's her. You don't ever see her face though. <laughs> you only see her butt. So, and Esquire is grabbing on that. But also, I thought it was very funny that Life Jennings, <laughs> Mercy. Tanya and Nunu start fighting over Rashad <laughs> because Tanya's like, uh. we're still together. Okay. <laughs> oh, that scene was like, no, no, young ladies. Like, <laughs> don't this is when I butt. turned my age and I was like, <laughs> no, young ladies, we do not fight over any man in a public space. Like, no. come on, young ladies, come with me. 
No. Just don't do this in public. No. Like, please. It's like, you're in high school. Like, there'll be others. She was already yes. surrounded by others. She actually went and found somebody else after they got into the fight. So there were like, more options. Yeah. We were shot out here, young ladies. I was like, like what about him? I don't think she really likes him. I just think she didn't want anybody else to have him. Please don't do this. In a couple years, people are going to record this and put this online. And it's going to be very embarrassing. Aren't y'all Do lucky? not do this. Y'all are so lucky that never happened. Ooh, there's so many. Oh, God. There's so many things. That right remember. now, they're just going to make a post and put it on MySpace. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't, have cell- we didn't have camera phones yet. We only had phones that texted. We played Snake. We didn't have all that fancy shit yet. God bless. There's no reason to fight over a man. Mm-mm. There's no. Um, and uh, basically, I guess we could skip to when they're in. First of all, they're waiting for Nunu. So Rashad decides to wait with her in his car at the bus stop. They end up making out to you at your best, you are love by Aaliyah. But she makes such a big deal about how it's her song. <laughs> it's like, is this, is this people's song? It was my song at one point. Oh, was it really? Yeah, I, I was like, I mean, it's a I good song. A I was like, oh, this my song. Too, shit. <laughs> I mean, I like the song. I just didn't know it was like, it was people's, you know, that's my song kind of song, you know. I had no idea. He was kind of funny. He was like, yeah, you know, we should let the people on the radio see it. She was kind of made. She was doing a lot. <laughs> she was doing a lot. <laughs> I didn't know this. This is probably why I've never really listened to this song too, because it's on Agent Nothing But Number, and I said I was not ever going to listen to that album. So, sorry to yeah. Aaliyah's state. I will not be touching that album for the rest of my life. <laughs> Won't be doing any of that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I that's an album I haven't revisited as well. But when I was younger. It's a great like, song or a great cover of a song. I mean, re re replay that. Oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and she also explains her nickname, which is she's new new because she always rocks the new new shit. You know, mm, mm, mm. Of, of course, you know. <laughs> um, and then I think this next scene. So basically, there's two big things. There's John Garnett, and then there's Ant and all his antics. (laughs) So the John Garnett situation is here. Ant is meeting up with Marcus, a.k.a. Big Boy. Um, Bone Crusher and Killer Mike are at the house. Um, And Marcus makes Ant feed his scary-ass pit bulls. So I was like, I hope these dogs are okay. (laughs) I liked how they were getting a little snappy. Let me feel bad <laughs> for mm. them. And he's asking him all these questions, like if he has a girlfriend, does he have kids? Offers him weed a bunch of times. Um and so basically that's the start of his hustling career, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Um, and Rashad tries to stop him with saying, like, this is all the money I've saved in the three years that we've been cleaning stuff since our parents died this could be your money i'm saving this to help you get out of here which it wasn't i mean it wasn't a lot of money i don't know 
I, I mean, for a kid, it would be for a kid, yes. But like in the real world, I'm like, is this gonna get you down the street? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, rent was not as expensive as it is now. So maybe no. could have. I mean, that could have been. Oh, could have got somewhere. God could have got you a little apartment for a little four hundred dollars. Ah, good old days. I missed out by this much. <laughs> and Aunt is like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna start jelly- selling drugs anyway." Um, so Aunt is doing a lot. <laughs> I love the scene with him and the guy in the car who just oh. saying a bunch of shit. He was like, I don't even know. like." Hey man, you got some blah 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 for the blah blah, and I need that blah 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 blah. blah. And I can't uh, do this because of blah blah blah. But and he was like, I don't understand a word you be saying. He's like, nigga, do you want to buy weed or what? <laughs> like, get me out of this car, please. I got things to do. There's also a scene where he finally hooks up with the girl from earlier, who was like, "Fuck off and leave me alone." <laughs> Uh, it was kind of I don't know why it was so awkward. Something about this is so awkward to me. Is it because I don't know? I never Be- liked the scene. He also tries to stick his dick in her belly button. So I was like, <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> I, I feel like that scene might have tested the limits of the actor's ability. <laughs> I mean, obviously you don't see anything, but you just hear him or hear her be like, that's my belly button, baby. I don't know why she was talking like that, too. She went from, like, one characterization to, like, a complete other. And I was like, what is she saying? Because the only reason why she talked to him is like, oh, I see you've been shining. I was like, those are cubic zirconias. <laughs> those are not. Those are still the fake rocks. He's not have real rocks this year. Um... But the whole, I guess, the whole point of the scene, besides the fact that he needs to finally have sex with somebody, is that um, he sees Marcus beating up his cousin, who is the kid he saw earlier at this pool. Um, he was, I guess he took his money. It was only $100. He beat him up over $100. And I mean, like, beat him up, like, slamming him against the car, kicking mm-hmm. him and shit, using the car and leverage to kick him some more. Hmm. I was like, well, look at you done got yourself into. In over your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I messed up the quote from earlier. She didn't say my head is not that big. She says my mouth is not that big. Oh, yeah. From his little Rashad's drawings. Yeah, Rashad is showing her uh, his drawings. Um, and she's like, is that supposed to be me? <laughs> and it's just like a really like character like a it's like very a, talkative person yeah it's like a um, what do you call those things a caricature they're like caricatures almost um, but like in comic style she said my mouth is not that big <laughs> I was like okay, okay. also like when she say, is that supposed to be me it's like big ass earrings that say new new who else would it be child <laughs> It literally, it says Nunu on it, which is, I was like, is this supposed to be you, Nunu? I don't know. Of course, of course. Um, And they're all making fun of him, too. Talking about calling him up and being like, who is this? <laughs> it's Nunu. <laughs> and they're making 
making fun of Teddy because they're like, damn, aren't you old enough to stop me doing this shit on the phone? <laughs> I was like, well, damn, how is he supposed to be? My notes were like, oh, God, please just graduate. Get off the phone. Put your nose in the books, please. He too too fucking old to be there. Like, <laughs> Teddy, like, go to class. Yeah. Get out. Oh, we also have a scene where... um. They both end up bragging about how they had sex. Mm. And poor Uncle George and his little personal ads. Mm. Sir, you put property of Uncle George on the cereal box. I mean, does that, George, does that open you up to love, really? Like, you can't re- be bringing women over to that house. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's inappropriate, number one. Like, I would want to come over there and find a black and stack magazine over there. Oh, yeah. That, you gotta hide them under the bed or something. That's a little weird. Like, the way you live in, like, you don't really (laughs) care for your nephews. Like, you just be there with them. Like, he's not a caregiver, dog. He just there. Well, they end up getting into a fight later on, which I guess we could cover that now since we're talking about him. Um, Where he's almost like, this is my house. And y'all are just here, basically. Like, and Rashad, he's like, "This is my no, daddy house. <laughs> this is my daddy house. And you just here." Yeah, but I was like, "Why would you say that to these kids?" Like, like you got like a seventeen-year-old and like a fifteen, sixteen-year-old, and like they're they're kids. Like, why are you? They're not so grown. They're not grown, and also they lost their parents. Because he just makes it, he makes a big deal of it. Because he said he, if he hadn't come in, they wouldn't have kept them together. Mm-hmm. And he said something like he should let them go to foster care. And like you can't say that to kids. Like you shouldn't say it at all. You shouldn't you say that to anyway. Because I was like, if you didn't want to take care of them, then you just should have fucking not done it. Yeah. Because like, what are they supposed to do? Just thank you forever for the rest of their lives? Like, don't do things like that if you want some sort of parade. Just be a good person. If you want some sort of accolades because you decided to be a good, decent person, then you just need to not do anything. <laughs> like, because you, you're not going to get a, a fucking medal every time you do something right. And that's such a nasty thing to say to children. Like. Who lost their parents in a car accident. Like. They don't want your ass in there either. Like, they would have, they would be so happy just to have their parents back. And you be somewhere else. It's so nasty. And. <laughs> Like, basically it's like I'm 41 years old I could just be living my life if I ain't have y'all motherfuckers in here that's like basically the attitude it's like you couldn't be living your life though because you on them personal ads bro so your life is already kind of a shambles you telling me if you didn't have them kids that you still wouldn't be on them personal ads you'd be on them personal ads listen don't try to make it like it's the kids fault the kids be doing what the kids do you the one over here with the it's like i don't want to be cleaning i mean nobody wants to be cleaning offices and shit but like that's your job so like it's keeping y'all afloat like you're not gonna lose the house or whatever so i didn't like that very much he's not a good person he's not a good caregiver at all Mm. i think at least dad and role balance is just kind of like i'm I'm a widower and i'm sad (laughs) He's yeah, like, I'm, I'm doing the best I can for my family. Yeah. You know, I'm trying it. I got two kids to take care of. I'm going to sell my Mustang. Just yeah. Ends meet. Ask, ask Uncle George to sell anything of his to help these Maybe kids. Maybe like, 
fuck out of here. Get out. And <laughs> you you gonna take another shift out on the Girl, like I get no idea. This is actually what so we're skipping around, but I want to stay on this track so it's not too confusing. Um, when he finds out so almost a TI. When Rashad finds out that Ant has been selling drugs because Ant gets found out by like a 21 Jump Street kid or whatever <laughs> at school snitches and says that he's got drugs and his uh, he's selling drugs on school. So they, you know, bring out the dogs or whatever and um Ant gets locked up because they find the drugs in his locker or whatever. And Rashad doesn't end up bailing him out. I guess he called Marcus. I mean, who will have more money to get you out? Well, who would beat your ass first? <laughs> I guess. I mean, Rashad, I mean, Marcus would, but I think, like, wouldn't you be on high alert about you? Like, you don't want suspicion cast on you that you can't do your job. Also, I'm like 14, 15, 16. We don't know how old it is. Look at y'all. Um, the job's supposed to be. I this is my first time selling drugs, so <laughs> I don't really know what's up. I need the instruction manual. They didn't. They didn't tell me much at orientation, so I don't really know the proper policies and procedures. <laughs> Please. So I'm just gonna call my boss on this one and help me figure this out. No matter what, Ants is kind of a dumbass. God bless. Um, and so they, he's the one who brings aunt to the house and, um, Rashad, of course, is livid. I love how Marcus was like, Hey, didn't they tell you the lights can't do that in style no more? Even though aunt is, aunt is right as hell. <laughs> and he was like, you, you gonna get in trouble. Your big little brother. Ah, little big brother. <laughs> An iconic nickname, Little Big Brother. The Lord knows. <laughs> I hate this scene too. Uh, he starts beat like Rashad starts beat up on Ant when they get in the house. Like he's so yeah. mad at him for selling drugs, and Uncle George just doesn't even jump in. And this is when the whole thing happens about. Well, this is what he says. He says that uh, the extra money would be nice. Yeah. Does Uncle George Not have, like does Uncle George have your parenting sovereignty? <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna say nothing. Boosting is fine. Boosting <laughs> as long as you don't get caught. Cool. Selling we no. Yeah, that's a bit. We can't do that. That's dangerous, dangerous. We that's, can't. That's a bit much. That's a bit much. Like, hey, like, I'd be like, Aunt, you know, we can't do that. We can't bring that around with y'all. You know? <laughs> I can't allow that in here all I'm gonna have to ground you. Uncle George is like, well, I'm sorry, but we need some extra cash because y'all be eating all the food in the house. Y'all ate all the raisin bran. Like, what a what a dick. Y'all y'all eat my fruity pebbles. Girl, what a dick. Um, so on the other side of town, uh, John Garnett has invited Esquire to his home for dinner and Rashad is the one who drops him off. I hated this only because Rashad was like, I don't feel comfortable on this side of town. 
as Esquire is like, well, I don't feel comfortable on our side of town. Like, sorry, you... Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and uh, this is when we get the big reveal. Mr. Garnet is like, hey, Esquire, or whatever Esquire's real name is. I, I think it's Ben. Ben. Benjamin. Oh, it's like, hey. I think it's Ben. I don't know. I don't think he got a last name, but. Hey, come on in here. You know, it's it's great to meet a fine, upstanding young gentleman. Blah, 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 whatever. He's yeah. like, why don't you come in here and meet my daughter? Hey, Aaron. <laughs> come on down here, Aaron. This is my daughter, Aaron, and her friend, Holly. So it's like, oh these, you see like a pair of Uggs first. That was a great uh, costume choice. <laughs> I was like, Uggs? I was like, I had never like paid attention to Uggs before in my life. And I was like, fucking Uggs? If this, like, looking back now, on 2000, like, 2006, me did not register. But, like, now, I was like, oh, so she, she really rich. Okay. Yeah, it's a so she got, like, got on the Uggs, and then you pan up. Aaron is. New do, 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 do. and her white friend Holly. Um, her Holly or Polly? It was like Holly, the next door neighbor Holly. Yeah, she saw them. She's like, "All right, I have to go. Bye." Bye. <laughs> There's too many Negroes in one room. <laughs> I'm out. Bye, I, I have to go. I think I hear my mother calling me from down the block. <laughs> she was out of there. You call her weird. <laughs> John Garnett called her weird. Okay, Esquire's name is Benjamin Esquire Gordon. I think they just call him Esquire. Well, I think because he wants, I'm assuming he wants to be a lawyer. Oh, yeah. Um, There's another really other reason to call somebody Esquire. Um, So, yeah. Aaron is new new. Is Aaron is new new. (laughs) What a mess. Do you looks like oh shit yeah so they're basically threatening each other over putting together this the, the table settings mm-hmm. um, you like don't you don't don't tell Rashad that I am a rich person um who is rich and he's like I, I don't I don't like your ass I'm gonna tell him immediately because why are you down there cosplaying as a broke bitch like I am, <laughs> pretending that you ghetto, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you pretending to be something you're not? I'm not pretending to be something that I'm not. Like, I am technically from the tray because my father is from the tray. What the fuck are you talking about? I was confused about that because I was like, that's not really how that usually works. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah. I was- like, I was a little like, oh, that's a stretch, ma'am. <laughs> that's a stretch. It was funny because you see that conversation happen today. Like, it is a conversation that people continue to have. Like, you have no concept of uh, where, like, you have no concept of the neighborhoods that your parents are from because you haven't, like, you don't live you don't necessarily have to live there, but you don't visit there. You have no concept of where you don't have a family from. there. You don't have a family like you don't there. understand that neighborhood. You don't you have be any root, roots there, but you claim that because your parents are from there. But you don't 
have that root there. Well, it's also weird because just like, oh, like if he was from anywhere else, would you even give a shit? No. Just be from the suburbs. It's fine. Like, it's fine, Aaron. Like, be who you are. Just be white. I mean, that'd be white. But like, <laughs> that's my... I always think I'm always like to be white. I had a flashback from our passing episode where it was just like just be white. Yeah, like it's... she's not white, but it's just like just be from the suburbs. It's fun. I know people are gonna make fun of you, but it's then this is where you find out where she like she goes to cosplay as an urban youth, essentially. <laughs> in the hood. As an urban youth, yeah. And it's it's just weird. Well, it is weird, and I think that a lot of people be trying to do the same thing still to this day. Um, I mean, it's not, I don't know what's more annoying to me. You cosplaying being a hood rat or Esquire being like, I hate everything about McKenxville, and I don't tell anybody about it. Because that's what the thing she said she's going to do. She said she's going to tell her dad that he's from McKenxville, and that means, because he wants a letter of recommendation from, from Garnett, and... She's like, oh, if I tell him that you're from McKinsville, he's going to tell you no. He's like, I'll write your little letter for you. And that's both of that is fucked up. Like, yeah, her, his, her father hates where he's from so much that he's willing to not give someone else a chance. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> you can get out, but nobody else can go slam the door behind you, you old bitch. Yeah. And she calls her father a coon. <laughs> <laughs> did she really? I, I wrote, think she did. I wrote Coon and Coon Junior. <laughs> my no. I think she did call him a coon or a sellout. I think she or called him a sellout. I think she called him a sellout. <laughs> I don't think she got to that level of contempt. <laughs> I don't think we got that far in our contempt of John Garnett. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she called him a sellout. So maybe I put the coon on my back. I put Coon and Coon Jr. as soon as he said it, he didn't feel comfortable in his own neighborhood. And I was like, I mean, I know like your neighborhood might have problems and shit, but like, I don't like when people talk down about their neighborhood, especially if you're, if you're a black person in a black neighborhood, you know that most of that shit is from neglect from the city. So you know that you're a millionaire and you know where you're from and you're afraid to go back to your neighborhood and you you have the resources to improve upon your neighborhood. You have the resources to offer scholarships for individuals from your neighborhood to go to schools like your daughter and you don't do it. Well, he seems like he's the he he looks down on them because he's like, oh, I know what those I did boys you can't do. Well, no, I'm not it's just like I know what those boys in McKenxville are like. I'm like, so you think they're you're better than all of them or whatever? Like he didn't want those big ass earrings of yours. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> What did he? What did he do? What have you seen that you think that you're better than everybody here? Is it gonna be like when Jayla went back to the Bronx and it <laughs> was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I went back to your old hood and nobody knew who you were, girl. <laughs> and Not it's good. also weird that Nudu. Okay, he wants Nudu to go to Britain. Or whatever, real. like a Ivy League, like a fake Ivy League. School. Yeah, it's not a real place. I don't know why they did a fake Ivy League, but it, I looked it up and I was like, that's not a real place. <laughs> and she wants to go to Spelman. Yeah. Which they, is they like Esquire, an Ivy League HBCU, essentially. I, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Um, Esquire also wants to go to Britain. 
Brenton. So yeah, they're both, but he wants what she does not want, basically. Yeah. Spellman. I don't know what his problem was. Other than it was just a black school. Is that what the problem was? It's a, that's the issue. It's a black school. Like, it's not location. Do you know how much fucking money it costs to go to Spellman? I don't even want to know. I think all them places are starting to be all be the same. It racket. costs so much fucking money to go to Spellman. It costs so much fucking money to go to Morehouse. Ugh. It costs so much money to go to Howard. Like, those are very expensive. It costs so much money when I was thinking about going to Howard. I to was go thinking about going to Howard. To and I was like, schools. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like that's an issue that I have with conversations about like HBCUs just because it's a historically black college they don't think that it's a quality education and those are like top tier quality schools that offer you pristine school you know I'm not gonna get into a couple of how <laughs> with them kids monies in their dormitories but um, they yeah. do offer you quality education yeah you can't get a quality education with a shit uh living situation I know that much because where are you supposed to dig up your muscles to sleep in the library you can't sleep in libraries they'll kick you out Spellman is actually not that far from Mechanicsville it's in a heart it's on the other see. side of 20 from what I can see which means it's very so there's Clark. That's where my auntie went. I don't know where Morehouse is. I know it's somewhere. Around. It's like down the street from Spelman. It's yeah. like right around the corner. It's like doom doom. I, I'm assuming it's a proximity thing because we never know where Brenton is. So it's not like I can say like, I mean, other than the fact that it's probably a, a, a white university. Um judging by the the when he was talking about the um the school recruitment materials and it's like one black guy and a bunch of white people. <laughs> He's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's gonna be me. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like Esquire that much. Yeah, like, why would you want to be that? I, I mean, again, he is like 18 years old, so I don't think he understands what it's like to be that person in that space for yeah. real. And then he probably does know what it like, what it's like to be that person in that space well, yeah, because he goes like to pri- that person. He goes to a private school. Right he uses the the school. He uses the country club's address as his um address for school so he can go to a better district because that's what people do people have been apparently arrested for shit like that mm-hmm. which is crazy i'm like can you just have a, a nice school for all the kids <laughs> instead of making them have to do all this all this crazy shit but no that's too much work for this country to do um but yeah esquire just is like really just kind of blown by the fact that um you know this girl has a picasso in her house <laughs> apparently that was a real picasso too. I would be mad too. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you grow up with all that shit, you're just like, why don't you? I don't know. If I personally, it, it's just the rich, the way that it is. Cause I was just like, I don't want to be a black girl hanging around a bunch of white people with Confederate shit around me. Like, that's very, that can't end well. It just doesn't seem like that would end well for anybody involved. And so I don't know how she came to that conclusion that he should represent where he's from a lot more, but she came to that conclusion somehow. Um, so they end up, um, <laughs> there's another makeout scene. They end up at Cascade, Rashad and Nunu on old people's night, apparently. They're talking about the jam skaters or the dance skaters or whatever. Um, but Rashad has already beat up his brother that day. <laughs> he was like, man, I'm tired. Don't tell me nothing else about <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> I don't want no more problems. I want to hear shit about shit. 
I just want to be in the moment. You said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> no, it's like, you're only 18, child. It's I got early. four-year-old problems right now. <laughs> I got shit, shit. I got to raise my son right now. Shit. Ben asked like with that cigarette. Just looking, <laughs> just looking distraught. Um, yeah, they have a makeout scene, which I was like, um, all right. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> now I now mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, no, thank you. Um, and mm-hmm. Ant is still on the goddamn corner. Ant is in the corner for a lot of this part of the movie. This is like the third act or whatever. Um. And at the same time, Nunu gets outed by Polly. Um, because I guess she said that I guess Nunu's been saying that she's staying over Holly's house. And I don't know why she started freaking out, but she was like, I had to tell someone. <laughs> but I still don't understand. He's like, so this this Negro boy came over the other day. And she's fraternizing with Negroes. I gotta tell someone. I I just feel like Aaron's mom, Aaron is fine. <laughs> she has a, a she has a black friend, and I just don't feel comfortable with I'm it. Just not so with I that have shit. To tell, I have to tell someone where she's been. Her something. mama she's was going down there. <laughs> her mama was so. Her mama was so like, shut the fuck up, like shut up, Holly. <laughs> like she seems so annoyed with her. I was like, why did she tell in the first place? Like you just mind your business. But I guess like, I. I, I still don't see the big deal other than she was lying. Like, I don't know. Maybe she's like, maybe she's sneaking out and doing drugs or something. I don't know. Like, which is even more racist. <laughs> even more racist. Than that. Like, else? Holly, you've been keeping this secret a lot. Like, what? Why was somebody who goes to school with you, who you've seen in the hallway, the tipping point? Like, Holly. I don't know. Holly. It was the Negro then. <laughs> it's the young Negro boy. <laughs> There's too many of them. <laughs> we have to keep it in line. Because <laughs> y'all go to school together. Like, you've seen him. Yeah. Wait, oh, does he go to her school? Oh, he does. Doesn't he go to her school? No, no, no. I thought, so. I I thought he the... went to Britain. No. I thought they went to school together. No, I don't. Or the private school. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. I feel like she would have gone to like a girl's school. They wanted mm. so Brenton is like the oh Brenton is the college. Yeah, what is the university? The private school. I don't think we I don't know private what the, school together. I don't know what the private school was. They never. I think they would have seen each other in the hallways at least. I can't remember. I don't think they've seen each other though, because nobody knew when mm. she went to school. So I would have thought Esquire. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, I think they just get in trouble because they know they never told Rashad, you know, later on. But I don't think they know each other, know each other. Um, uh, so Garnett shows up to Cascade in his nice ass car. And the twins are like, is that a, who is that? I think that is a retired rapper. I think it is a retired rapper. Let's go touch his car. Let's go touch his fucking car. They are so ridiculous. They probably were going to have to take pictures in front of somebody else's car. They, I, they probably got a, a like a grainy, um, flip camera <laughs> picture in front of the daddy car. Like that, mm-hmm. the, with the over the, you know, gotta get the ass shot in there. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we weren't doing that yet in 2006. I don't know what we were doing in 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. doing selfies. I don't think we were doing the, you know, the bent over the car thing quite yet. I love this part with Teddy where he was like, well, don't tell me, don't shush me now. <laughs> Why you ain't shush the old man? He gone now, fool. <laughs> Shad decided to take it out on everybody else but John Garnett. And I was like, they gone now. I don't know what you want me to do about it. It's not my fault. Um, and um, we also meet Nunu's mama, which I did not know her name. I kept being like, who is this lady? And I always also assumed that she was white. She's not white. Um, because no. at first I was like, her name is Lynette, Lynette McKee, and she was in Jungle Fever in Sparkle. In, yeah, she was in Sparkle. Um, but the whole time I kept thinking, I was like, this lady is, she's not white, is she? But then I was like, let me look this lady up for the first time. Because <laughs> um, she's trying to calm them down. And, uh, you know, he basically almost wants to disown her because they just start getting in a fight about the school and all that stuff and it's a hot mess um and then later she goes over to mechanicsville in her daddy's nice house car (laughs) which i was like wrong move there (laughs) and rashad basically Mm. dogs her the fuck out in front of all his friends and snatches that necklace he gave her Mm. this is when she said give me back my chain and give me back my necklace yeah he just snatches it off her neck an iconic gift. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, no, give me my necklace. Give, give me back my necklace. necklace. Yeah. He was so disappointed. He kicks everybody else off his porch. Yeah. I was like, oh, they cussing. He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets especially mad at Esquire because he's like, damn, you knew when you didn't say nothing. Like he thought he, he assumes that he knew the whole time. Um, like, what you mean? He's like, yeah, this is the car that was in the driveway when I went to drop you off the other day. I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, I forget what Garnet's like. It says for Aaron. Yeah, his license plate is for Aaron. So there's all these. I mean, we don't. They don't know who Aaron is, but like, there's all these clues. There <laughs> are all these clues that they. I mean, I guess if they had looked, but they never realized that. You know, they never realized she was doing a lot um aunt is still on this goddamn corner <laughs> i kept writing that down we come back to Aunt eventually um and then esquire ends up going to garnett and tells him like he uses his address to get in a better district and garnett is not happy no he like feel sympathetic to him at all and i was like damn what i <laughs> at this point i thought that Garnet was gonna be like, you know what? This young man shows Moxie. Yeah, he's <laughs> his old ass. <laughs> yeah, this young man shows Moxie. He was able to figure out a way to beat the system and you know get an education that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He deserves this letter that I got. He was just like, give me that shit back, boy. I don't like liars. <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. Snatched that letter back like Rashad snatched that chain. And I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't realize that scene played out like that too. Brittany was mad because I sent her a picture of Keith David in his little tennis shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. 
if you ever have any contact with me, just know I'm a terror with all the screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody lives in fear and I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I was really kind of like, what the fuck? Like he called him a liar, basically. Yeah. I was like, you're not going to help this kid. Why are you so mad about this kid being from the same neighborhood you are? You don't want anybody to expose your ghetto-ness or whatever. He was like, yeah, he was like, but like um, Esquire is just being like, but we're from the same neighborhood and look at all the things that I have done to get my education. He's like, you shouldn't be ashamed to be where you're from and look at all you've accomplished. Like you should be very proud of that, of what you've done. Like you should be proud. And he's like, I'm proud of what I've done so far. And I feel like I could go further. And that man was like, you're just a fucking liar. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, yikes. Uh, like a 60-year-old man talking to a child like this? The fuck? Again, I was like, these are children. <laughs> these are children. Like, like, who is your problem? This young man saw you out as a mentor because you share something in common with him. He found, he did research. He wasn't trying to scam you. He was literally doing research because he saw something in you. Like he found out you were from the neighborhood that he was from and saw all that you accomplished and was like, I can be like you. I can yeah. do everything that you can do. And I want that for myself. And you was just like, you little lying ass nigga. And I just couldn't <laughs> believe you would do that to someone instead of offering like mentorship. Like, yeah, I mean, he could scold him for lying. Or, I mean, he didn't lie, really. I mean, let's, especially since, like, you don't tell nobody else that you're from Mechanicsville, so why can't he not tell nobody that he's from Mechanicsville? Like, why are you the only one who gets to say, like, oh, I don't know. Where, I think he probably just says I'm from Atlanta or some other. Maybe he even says that like, he's from some rich neighborhood. Like, he's not. If it's something that people don't really know a lot about you, it's not something that you advertise. So why is it Esquire's? Why is Esquire a liar for also doing the same thing? Yeah, and like you could have even praised him on like ingenuity of like finding out that information. Yeah. Like he did some he did some research research that wasn't readily available. Yeah. I don't even know how he would have found that out. That what a nasty man. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just misdirected anger, honestly. But I'm like, don't take that out on children like that. That's really nasty of you very disappointing mm -hmm. um and uh aunt is once again still on that corner <laughs> aunt's been on the corner for a long time now and i was like damn is he ever gonna get off the block um he does because he gets robbed <laughs> gets robbed like first of all why are you wearing a white i don't is it like a gang thing i don't know who denotes the the uh the color of the tall tees but him and his crew that he's with they're all wearing tall tees white tall tees and um i also was very surprised that he had a gun on him but i guess that would have led to a lot more problems <laughs> in this story yeah, like don't seem responsible enough for a gun i'm sorry you gotta get us he he would be issued a slingshot if oh that god. oh my god <laughs> i was thinking about when lil wayne accidentally shot himself that was when he was a child. Lil Wayne, everything about Lil Wayne's life is like heroin. And I get like really stressed out the more information I learn, especially learning that Lil Wayne is probably like, yeah, like four years to four to five years older than me. I'm like, he was born in 1982. 
Okay, like five years ago. He's had a, he had a very uh, eventful early life. Think about how most of his early success happened before he was like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, um, yeah. I just was thinking like, yeah, Ant would have shot himself in the leg on accident, and it would have been a done deal. But um, they also mushed him. <laughs> that's the worst part of the disrespect you get mushed after <laughs> just get mm. <laughs> that's uh, a little bit of salt in the wounds um, but he don't have no money he got robbed completely did not save anything and he's just hiding out he tries to look for alternatives like he goes back to um, Rashad like where Rashad was hiding his money it's nothing there yeah, I forgot why. I think he spent that money on in his necklace. That was Maybe. so much. I don't. I hope not, because that was. A, I mean, that was a little baby necklace. <laughs> I hope that. I hope that was not what you used that money for. <laughs> I don't remember what he ended up using it for, but ooh, that's that's not good. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, he's hanging out in front of a convenience store, and all of a sudden. He's drinking chocolate milk, and I was like, disgusting. Who fuck just drink milk? I mean, I Again. Like, I mean, I like milk, but I have not drank chocolate milk since a very, um, very traumatic incident when I was in third grade. <laughs> so I do not imbibe in that shit no more. Um, you just on the run from, from your boss. Like, I think boss. it's you just go like I just thirsty. I need some. <laughs> I guess it's because he's like a child. Because that seems like a very childish thing to drink. It's like fucking like you who or whatever. About to get that milk out the carton. Yeah, he needed some milk after this. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some milk. Yeah, he was talking about. Marcus pulls up talking about you shaking like a stripper tighten up. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yikes! <laughs> yikes! He spilled all that milk on his shirt, too. That had me stressed out. Yeah. Like, not chocolate milk on this white tea. That ain't coming out. Gotta get some OxyClean on that shit. Um, mm -hmm. And then he, he ends up running down an alley um, with Marcus falling very closely in his Escalade. And he pulls out. I don't know. I guess. I mean, it's it seems very obvious that he's going to get shot or something going to happen to him. He's either going to get beat up or shot. And here come Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Big Boy delivers the line of the century, which is, I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> An iconic line has gotten new life on the internet as of late. And Rashad has brought all his. So, okay, in my notes, I put that like, Rashad had brought all the money he saved. I guess I don't know why he was carrying it around, but. He, um, he ends up throwing it in Big Boy's face or Marcus's face, and they just start fighting. <laughs> like, this is disrespectful. <laughs> he just gonna throw the money in my face. Yeah, he basically said, Here, have the goddamn money, bitch. And um, <laughs> they start fighting. And I guess Aunt tries to run away. I forgot what Aunt tried to do. Maybe he told Aunt to just get out of here or something like that. And uh, Marcus is quick with the draw and pew pew. <laughs> I guess they both try to run away, and you don't know who gets shot. gets shot. Yeah, somebody gets shot. Um, which it's Ant. <laughs> it's Ant. Yeah, Ant's get Ant get shot. Yeah. Um, 
And there's a poem, which I, I'm not a poetry person by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I was like, please make this. But I like end. this one, though. I don't know. Well, I actually, I guess because I actually looked at the words. Um, there's, I guess the words were on Genius. It's called Love's Deceit by Big Rube. I don't know. He's a hip-hop artist and spoken word poet you know i don't do spoken word for any fucking reason <laughs> but um i actually like this it's like about heartbreak or whatever but i don't know i feel like i like the i like the scene i always wondered i was like what is that like where's that from like who's saying all that um and now i finally know um but aunt is in the hospital and nunu comes up there with her uggs <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. her eggs just very air possible they end up making up because you know in the face of grief and possible death mm-hmm. that's what happens people come back together uh, and we have a three months later card so we get to see what happens um to everybody so teddy i think graduates i can't remember if he actually graduates or not <laughs> But he ends up opening a Gangsta Grills. Gangsta Grills. Oh, I remember the days of those mixtapes. <laughs> and you get a cameo from Gip, Big Gip, who told y'all on Grills that he was the first to walk his mouth bright white. <laughs> Brooklyn ends up being the manager of a Crystals. Okay. So good for him. Esquire gets a mysterious letter of recommendation and ends up going to that Ivy League school that he wanted to go to so bad, Brenton or whatever. Um, Uncle George found himself a nice woman at church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he hung up the apps and, yeah. and went to Jesus and found <laughs> a companion in Christ. Yeah, and they're on his little motorcycle together. Mm-hmm. Cruising. Mm-hmm. Um, Nunu is at Spellman. Love how my notes got autocorrected to Superman. Did not realize that's what kept mm-hmm. happening. Superman University. Yeah, yeah that's good. Okay, so yeah, she's at Spellman. Um, Ant is basically scared straight. <laughs> He's doing well in school now after a brief shot to him. <laughs> he is all uh fixed up. Raising his hand in class, shutting the fuck up when he needs to, I guess. And Rashad starts drawing for the local paper. Um, and he also stops skating. And he says that because uh, he never got to do skate wars because he didn't make up with his friends in time. So they never had a last hurrah at Cascade, basically. Mm. And he just said that his dad always told him that when he found something more important than skating, that he would hang up his skates. Which I was kind of just like, skating is fun. Like, you don't have to hang up stuff that you like to do. <laughs> like, I don't think it's like something addictive or whatever. It was basically like, uh, gotta hang up them jazz things, what? Oh, God. Oh, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> I'm having bad flashbacks. I hate when I was a child, I just childish things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time to grow up now. It's it's just skating. It's just it's just roller skating. Like calm down. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the movie. They shut out the lights at Cascade. I forget which Ti song starts playing after this. I think it's what you know about that. Yeah, 
Ah, the the old days, the good old days. <laughs> um, and that's it. That is the movie. Mm-hmm. What a movie! Yeah, would you recommend it? I would. I think that this is kind of. I mean, we have such a a a lack of coming of age movies, especially now. I don't know what was happening in the early two thousands. That was like kind of the last of it. Um. Which is also kind of weird because people kind of complain about how there's too many movies about the high schoolers and not enough movie about college students. But all the drama and, and goofy shit that usually happens in high school is usually not appropriate for college students. Like, why are you fighting over a man at 20? <laughs> I mean, I know you would, but it seems it seems highly like unrealistic to witness. So I don't know. I would I would say yes, only because there's such a lack of these types of movies, especially with black kids. Um, and we have so few that I feel like, and I just like the movie. I mean, I do think it's a very entertaining movie. I've seen it so many times that, um, I mean, most of the movie is pretty familiar to me. So there's only a few times I was like, oh, I don't remember this. But I just think it's a fun like movie to watch like I think it's very entertaining it's like a cool like a cute thing to put on in the afternoon you know um I feel like I worry like some people are like oh I don't want to watch that because of trauma but I'm just like well this is kind of like I think this is more realistic than a movie without stuff like this so I would say yes I okay this is a movie that I guess I would recommend, of course, with a grain of salt. And that grain of salt would be the lead because, you know, people have problems with that. Yeah, um, it's true. And I don't blame you for having problems with it because the lead is the lead of the film. So just keep that in mind. But um, ATL is entertaining. It is a very fun movie to watch, even though a lot of stuff is happening in it um I personally like how the movie is shot that makes it entertaining like I was mentioning earlier like how like the director's background in videos kind of plays along in how the film is shot and how it makes it fun and interesting to watch Mm -hmm. um I also like the um dynamics of the cast I feel like it's well cast um for a lot of people's first role in the film even though you know evan ross isn't the best actor you know he ain't got that is evan ross the only one that you would say (laughs) i mean jackie long is fine Um, his first movie i don't know but i'm trying to see he all right for (laughs) he's no brandon t jackson but yeah, right. this wasn't his first thing. He was in like some shorts and some things I don't really recognize. And he was also in Idlewild after this. Mm-hmm. And he's been in a few things, not anything I really know of. He's also, he's on Moesha as like hmm. a very bit part. And um, the Parkers love that girl. Real House at, or Sorry, no. House Husbands of Hollywood. Yeah, House yep. of Hollywood. Um, the new edition story. He's in. I think he was a reoccurring actor in one of the Power spinoffs. <laughs> ah. So yeah, he he's been working, but I think he's. I mean, I think most of the actors are pretty good mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. 
Um, poor, but poor yeah, Evan. it's poor Evan's getting the lashings. <laughs> I feel like it's it's fun. Like it is very. You get Atlanta, like you get a feel of Atlanta. It feels like you're there. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. It is of the time, it is fun. You get the feel of Cascade. You get a feel of roller skating. It's just a moment, and it is worth watching. Yeah, I think if you um, if you were there, then you would understand. I don't know if you would maybe understand that now. <laughs> being um, how long ago was this? Fourteen, longer, sixteen years. Sixteen ago? years. Yes, that's very. Mm. <laughs> very stressful um yeah i'm looking at a they don't have the soundtrack on spotify but they have a playlist of it i mean it's pretty good i mean there's some questionable people on here <laughs> there's questionable in their personal lives not questionable performers i guess but um yeah oh i forgot they had some thug on here that's some like probably thug. one of the yeah it's probably one of the only not and Aaliyah, I guess only non Georgia people. I don't know. There's probably some other people I'm missing, but yeah, I forgot the soundtrack was probably one of the strongest points of the movie for sure. Yeah. So, so I guess you like a bit of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. Yeah, it's a it's a moment in time. <laughs> moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh okay well we don't have any um letters or emails from anybody i don't think um but i guess if you would like to send us one you can um at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com you can also tweet us at blk girl film club <laughs> Um, and you can also visit us at blackgirlfilmclub.com. You can also leave us a tip or a coffee or something. <laughs> Throw a dollar at your girls um, at ko.fi slash blackgirlfilmclub. Um, we'll leave those links in the description. So if you'd like to holler at us, if you ever made you laugh, think, whatever, send us a couple. Dallas <laughs> we would really appreciate it yeah and thank you we I don't know if we've said this enough but thank you to everybody who's donated so far it's been really nice and sweet it's nice to see some names come through that I recognize so thank you so much for that and we would also appreciate if you have a couple minutes to like the podcast rate it and review it if you have a minute like it helps to boost us yeah we're boosted yeah, yeah. And yeah, you could like subscribe to listen to like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you be listening, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty um we're pretty spread out. We're kind of everywhere. So if you mm -hmm. have a favorite podcast service, you're probably there. Um so yeah, we don't know what we're gonna do for our next couple episodes, but we will let you guys know as soon as we get those together. I don't know if we have anything else. What else? Anything else to announce to tell the people? Not for me. Oh, did we pick any? Um, um, did we pick any uh, suggested 
watches? I don't think we did. I don't know if we have any. No, my parent was the other movie that we did. Yeah, watch Raw Bounce. That works. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you could go through the gamut of coming of age films of the early two thousands, which includes, but is not limited to. Um, you got served. Uh, what's the other one? Um, what's the one Nick Cannon was in? Oh, you could do Drumline. Yeah. I think if you want the college experience, because everybody somehow you don't get the college experience in some of these. Um, I was going to say Love Don't Cost a Thing, but I can't remember most of the plot of that. And it seemed a little bit chaotic when I watched no, it. No, not Love Don't Cost a Thing. Ah, that movie seemed very, I've only seen it once. And I was like, that, was, that might have been a little bit more chaotic than I was actually prepared for as a young adult. <laughs> so yeah, we say Drumline and then and, and, and Roll Bounce. Yeah. Do your homework, you guys. That'll work. And not the sequel to Drumline. I don't know what that was about. I have I don't even know that exists. Didn't know it existed. It does actually. I think Nick Cannon is has a cameo in the movie, but I don't know um who or why they decided to do another one. Um it might have been like a VH1 original or something. Drumline a new beat. It came out in 2014, yeah. which is like 12 years after the first one, I think. <laughs> Distributed Ooh. by Netflix. Original, okay. Original network, VH1. So that's telling you a lot. It also stars Alexander Ship and Jordan Calloway and some other people. Rome. Oh, Flynn. I have seen that. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. So you have seen it. I have seen that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just basically the same movie over again, but with a girl instead of a guy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the um, the um, bring it onification of <laughs> of of drumline. So Mario Van Peebles is in there. Latoya Luckett is in here. This is just a veritable who's who of people. Yeah, I figured this was on VH1, and it was. <laughs> Yeah, so you can watch one of those. Um, anything else? No, we're good. No. Everybody have a good day. Yeah, have a good one. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, guys.